This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. And today, uh, no games to cover. Purdue has not played since the victory over Ohio State over the weekend, and they do not play again till this weekend against the IU Hoosiers. Um, so we've got a little time to kind of step back. Number one is going to be changes coming to the podcast. If you uh, follow us on Twitter or if you actually read uh, the website, you might know that uh, SB Nation, who you know, is the hosting platform for Hammer and Rails has announced that they are ending all funding uh, for podcasts. So that means if we have a podcast on their platform, which this one is, uh, there'll be no funding and it'll basically be ending. Um, But rest assured, uh, Ryan and I are working with uh, another bunch of podcasters who were also on the SB Nation network. They've created their own network, so there will be no disruption in service for you, especially as we head into March, uh, because the SB Nation contract ends uh, February 28th, so end of this month, these uh, the SB Nation contract goes away for podcasts. But the only thing that you will notice is we will have a different name, uh, because SB Nation owns the name Hammer and Rails, so we cannot use it for our podcast. So, uh, Ryan, we, you and I have been going back and forth trying to figure out what we're going to name this thing. Um, do you have a favorite one that we've come up with? Ooh, and we can't just go with Rammer and Hales? <laughs> yeah, Rammer and Hales is always a possibility. Um, someone, okay. someone just mentioned um, Hammer and Nails. Just, you know, just change one letter uh, and see what happens. Um, I ran a poll. That wasn't the original intent. No, yeah. 
Uh, I, I ran a poll the other day on Twitter, and um, Ever Grateful was the number one vote getter. Um, Boiler Alert was second. So I don't know if I don't know if either of those uh, tickle your fancy or if you like either of those. But what do you think? See, those are the two that I submitted, and I voted for one of those in the Twitter poll too. Wh- well, which did you vote for? I voted for Boiler Alert because I was the one who came up with that one. Uh, the play on words was Spoiler Alert. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think but. I think right now those are the two leaders in the clubhouse for me. Um, mm-hmm. I like Ever Grateful a lot. Um, right. And then Boiler Alert is very, you know, to the point, and it's got Boiler or Purdue in the name, which I think is good just for branding purposes, um, because mm-hmm. it, you know, it's easy to find, it's easy to search for. Um, so those are at least the two I think that that right now are sticking out um, to me. But for those who are listening, if you are a subscriber to the podcast, nothing will change. You don't need to resubscribe. It'll show up in your feed, you know, when episodes are published, no problem on all the networks, um, all the podcasting platforms. You'd, like I said, you'll just notice a new name. Uh, we're going to have new artwork for the podcast. And uh, I've currently got uh, my two brothers um, who are more, much more musically inclined than me are working on new intro music for us uh, that I hope will be pretty good. I've heard some snippets uh, of one. Um, and we've got a couple that we're going we're gonna to choose between. So hopefully we'll have something good. Uh, there at the top and at the end. So uh, really, we just wanted to let you know that um, at the end of the month, things will change, but you won't need to do anything if you're a listener. We're still going to share the pods on the the website and on our Facebook account and our Twitter feeds. Um, It just won't be officially sanctioned and sponsored by SB Nation. So you will not have to worry about anything at all. Uh, but Ryan and I are excited to keep this going, especially because, you know, it's going to be moving into March and what a terrible time for this podcast to end would have been, you know, March 1st, right? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, just imagine if God forbid, you know, throwing up all your, your prayers to whatever chosen deity, uh, on here, this Ash Wednesday, uh, if Purdue somehow makes it to the final four or even goes all the way and wins the title and the podcast had just ended, you know, the month before. Uh, what a waste. What a waste that would have oh, been. Yeah. I mean, the internet would be without a lot of hot air going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the internet powered by hot air. So I don't know if we would have been able to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That's one thing I wanted to talk about uh, at the top. The other is kind of a callback to, I think, two episodes ago. Uh, Ryan, you know, I like to ask you questions at the top, and uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe I asked you what your favorite uh, caffeinated beverage, you know, your favorite pop was, remember? Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you'll recall, I said there was a new pop coming out that I wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that was? Yes, because I also tried it. It is Starry. Nope, nope. Although I did nope. try that, but that is not what I wanted oh. to try. Oh, okay. This is the well, this is the limited edition Pepsi Peep flavor. Ah, ah, yes, okay. And I I did not put it so we record these. I put myself on camera so Ryan can see me if I have to run out of the room uh to to go do something to help my dog or my wife. Um so he can see me. Uh, and I did not put this on camera, but right in front of me I have oh, a limited edition Yellow labeled Pepsi, uh, artificial marshmallow flavored Pepsi, uh, Pepsi times peeps. It says on the logo, 
And I'm going to open this thing up, and I'm going to drink this right now to, to give you my instant reaction. Uh, Ryan, I know you hate peeps, so I'm curious as to what you would think of this beverage. Looks like it's SpongeBob brand. It is very yellow. The label is very yellow. Let's let's see. Here we go. It's interesting. I like it a lot. You can really taste like it's almost like a caramely marshmallow kind of flavor in there. Oh. That that is quite good. It's not very. Maybe it's just mine, but it's not very like bubbly, which mm-hmm. I think works in its favor. Uh, but yeah, this is very good. If they put this out permanently, I think I would buy this over regular Pepsi. Wow. See, knowing me, I'd probably like it too because, like, when it comes to flavors of, like, soda, I hate cherries. Like, for some reason, I hate cherries. Like, every other fruit but cherries. But I love cherry soda. Like, you give me a Shirley okay. Temple, I'm happy. Yeah, I don't li- I don't really like cherries either, but, like, Cherry Coke, Diet, uh, you know, Coke Zero, mm-hmm. that's where it's at. So I feel like I'd end up probably liking that Peeps Pepsi. It's pretty but, good. It's pretty good. I'm uh, impressed. I'm impressed. I was expecting it to be a lot more... Uh, a lot more strange, I guess, than it is. But it's really good. I mean, you can really, you can really taste the marshmallow, which I love marshmallows, so it's good for me. Artificial flavoring. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, May, who knows? Maybe they melt down individual marshmallows and and put one in each Pepsi. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's how they do it. But uh, so let's not put that in the microwave either. No, no, that would make a mess in my microwave, and I don't want to clean that. Um, so there we go. Uh, change is coming to the podcast. It's going to be new name, new music, new image, new artwork, uh, but no need to resubscribe. You'll be able to find it on our same feed. Uh, you'll see it on the website, and you'll see it on Twitter and on our Facebook. So if you're a follower, if you're a subscriber, which you should be, because that's how you get them right away, there's nothing you need to do. Uh, just notice, just know that the name change is coming. So when you see it come up in your feed, you won't be very confused, uh, and try to unsubscribe. Um, that actually happened to me the other day. One of my podcasts changed like the artwork that comes with it and they like changed the way their episode titles were written. So it showed up in my feed and I was like, I have no idea what this is. And I literally went to it to unsubscribe and then saw what it was and was like, Oh, they just completely revamped everything. So I want to do our best not to lose any subscribers as we go through this transition. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, You know, it's a a group of guys who have a lot of experience in podcasting and run the um, Behind the Steel Curtain podcast with with SB Nation, if anyone out there is a Steelers fan. So it's going to be a really exciting time. We're really looking forward to it. Um, But as I said, no disruption for any of you. And bigger news, Pepsi and Peeps, a great combination. Not a sponsor, though. Not yet, yeah. but maybe. Maybe yeah. they hear yeah. this and they'll be like, you know, that guy, he can he can really sell a really sell a soda pop. So yeah. uh, I mean Starry is Pepsi brand too. Yeah, it's I mean good. So okay. So you tried it did you try a whole like can bottle or was it like I did where I was in a grocery store and they were handing out little like, you know, rinsing mouth rinse cups. Well, I was actually driving, uh, I was on the drive moving, so it was in the middle of West Virginia, and we stopped at a gas station, and they had it. I'm like, all right, you know what? The branding got me. There you go. (laughs) I'll have it. And it actually tasted really good. It tasted like McDonald's Sprite. Okay. So that's one of the highest praises you can have. Everyone knows McDonald's has the best uh, fountain beverages, 
just it's a point of pride. So so much better than Sierra Mist. Oh yeah, Sierra Mist, absolute trash. The rebrand worked. Well, there you go. So here's the question that I'm sure if if Pepsi were sponsoring this, they would want me to ask you. Next time you need one of the you know clear beverages, are you going for a Starry or are you sticking with Sprite or Seven Up? See if if they're giving me Starry, I think I'll stick with that. Okay. Uh, but everybody seems to have Coke products now, so we'll see. So I I might I won't have... be disappointed if they have a Pepsi product. Gotcha. From now. Yeah. Yeah, so it, we'll put it that way. It wouldn't be like, uh, well, we have Sierra Mist. No, I'll take anything else. Exactly. Give me the Pepsi, rather. So I went to um, back when I was a grad assistant. There was this uh, conference of all the marketing and um, promotions people uh, in the Big Ten. They did it once a year, and it was just at some Big Ten campus. And one year it was in um, Illinois. It was at Champaign uh, Urbana. So we went um, as a group and. Uh, there there was a dinner the first night, and it was sponsored by Dactronics, the company that does, like, scoreboards and stuff. Um, and so that means everything is on them. All the food, all the drinks, including alcohol, is, is all on them. So, of course, everybody orders just tons of drinks. <laughs> so we're sitting there at dinner, and uh, my then boss sits down, and she's like, uh, yeah, can I get a Captain and Coke? And the waitress goes, oh, we don't have Coke. And my boss goes, oh, Pepsi's fine. And she goes, the waitress goes, we don't have Pepsi products. And everybody just stops. And it's like, hold on. You don't have Coke products. You don't have Pepsi products. What do you have? Do you have any idea, Ryan, before I tell you what they could have had on tap, or on not on tap, on the fountain? Buy it right. Well, yeah, I mean, it was RC. They had Royal Crown Cola on tap. And that was all they had. So they had, they had like, diet right. RC, uh, orange, and it was like, what world is this place living in? It was it was the most bizarre thing I've ever I've ever seen as far as a beverage goes. Might as well have Tab, right? Right. Although I think Tab is a Coke product. Although it, I don't think it exists anymore. But probably not. Absolutely wild. We were we were blown away. She's like, I mean, whatever you have that is that is Coke or Pepsi equivalent, just put the Captain Morgan in it and bring it over. You know, it's like whatever. Uh, the, what a bizarre scenario. What a bizarre thing. Um, so I think we've, we've, uh, dawdled enough on beverages, peeps, and, uh, the changes to the podcast. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break, come back and look at the big 10 race and where we stand right now. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We're back, so as promised, a look at the Big Ten race, the Big Ten standings. Purdue, 
13 and 4, all alone atop the conference. And just as everyone predicted in their preseason rankings, Northwestern second in the conference at 11 and 5. Um, IU rounds out third place with a 10 and 7 record. And then just below them, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, count them, six teams tied at nine and seven. They are Illinois, Maryland, Iowa, Michigan State, Rutgers, and Michigan. Uh, keep in mind, there are currently games being played right now as we record, uh, but these are the standings as of 826 on Wednesday. Um, so Purdue has three games left. That means worst case scenario, very worst case scenario. Purdue loses their final three games. Let us hope that that does not happen. Uh, they finish the regular season 13-7. and seven. That means, you know, there is a world in which those teams that are 9-7, and seven, which, again, there are six of them, as well as IU, Northwestern, and Purdue. So nine schools are technically still in the running, still in the running, to win the conference. That is insane. Yeah. With, I mean, four games left for majority of these teams. Yeah, yeah. most of them have four left. Purdue only has three. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it looks like Maryland is going to win tonight. They're up big on uh, Minnesota. Right. So they look like they're going to get to 10-7. and seven. So, I mean, at this point, if you're trying to get into the top four seeds to get the double bye for the Big Ten tournament, your path is wide open. You really only have to win two of your remaining three games or three of four, and you should be good. But this is the Big Ten, and apparently nothing is easy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the conference has just been absolutely wild this year. I can't really get a bead on who is good. I really thought Rutgers was going to um, take a huge step, and then they they ran into an injury problem. Uh, and found themselves kind of stuck in that group of six, which is nine and seven, and they haven't really been able to pull themselves away. Um, same with Michigan. I mean, I really thought with Dickinson in there for his senior year um, and a lot of talented young guys, they would maybe move toward the toward the front of the conference. But again, they're in that group with nine and seven. Same with Illinois. Same with Michigan State. I mean, it, it has just been, you know, Purdue has been been pretty dang good, uh, great, I would say almost all year, and then those big group in the middle has just been, like, beating each other up, and somehow Northwestern has remained near the top of the conference, which I I have to say has to be one of the biggest surprises in a conference, in the Big Ten Conference, in recent memory. I mean, can you think of any other, um, you know, kind of top four finish that surprises you this much? Uh, no, not top four. I mean, bottom four, Ohio State this year. Yeah, that is a surprise, too. That's a good point. So those are really the two biggest shocks this season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you would have told me those two teams had flipped, I, I figured that would have been like, okay, you know, makes sense. But just Chris Collins has got them Wildcats going, and... Welsh Ryan is getting some momentum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, apparently all the money they put into those renovations really uh, added some fire into the Northwestern students and the Northwestern crowd because they have really been they have really been uh, better 
in the home environment than I can ever remember at Northwestern. When I went to a game there when I was a student at Purdue, when I was in the paint crew, it was one of the worst arenas as far as fan experience that I can remember. This was pre-renovations. I mean, the lighting was terrible. It was like dark where we were sitting. There was hardly anyone there. There was there were basically no noise going on in that arena. And, it, I mean, it was like going to a funeral home. It, it was awful. Kudos to them. They are Chicago's Big Ten team. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's what I've heard. It's like, uh, it's like trying to make fetch happen in Mean Girls. Uh, I don't oh. care how many times they say it. It's not going to happen. Um, now I'm going to... Now I'm gonna have that stuck in my head for the rest of the night. Hey, you know there's there is nothing wrong with having Mean Girls stuck in your head. Uh, I maintain that is one of the best comedies of the last you know thirty years. I can, I can, I can't disagree with that. I also, I also saw the Mean Girls musical when it when it uh, was on previews in D.C. So I've got that over you too. There you go. You you got it. Uh, So so. Now, Purdue does not play again until this weekend when IU comes to town. Uh, Purdue just announced that that's going to be a blackout game, so encouraging everyone to wear black. So if you're listening and you're heading to the game, make sure to wear your black. We don't want any other color in the arena. We know we're going to have some IU fans, but we want them to be few and far between. So that game uh, could take on added meaning depending on what happens in Northwestern's next game. So, Ryan, can you tell me when that is, who they play, and kind of what we can expect out of that game? I believe that game is tomorrow night. That is correct, yep. It's going to be Thursday, so it'll be the day this podcast comes out. So, Thursday night, Northwestern at Illinois in uh, Champaign, and it will be good for Purdue fans if the Illini can take down Northwestern. Because as it stands, the magic number for Purdue to clinch at least a share of the Big Ten is two. And so any combination of Purdue wins, Northwestern losses, that adds up to two. And Purdue is your Big Ten champion champion for the 25th time. So if Northwestern drops and Purdue beats its rival at home on Saturday... Purdue is the champion, and we get to see all of the confetti rain down on the Hoosiers. Oh, I'm, I just, it's almost too perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I am, I don't know that I will have ever rooted for Illinois harder in my life than I will be rooting for them on Thursday, because right. I want this opportunity for this team so badly to be able mm-hmm. to take on your rival after getting beat by them in Assembly Hall to have them come into Mackey Arena, have a chance, not only a revenge for that game, but a chance to bring home the 25th Big Ten title, most in the conference, at home, in front of your fans, in a season where you've been number one, where you've just looked out of this world, and to be able to bring that home and watch black and gold confetti rain over IU as you take them down and win a title would just be, I mean, too perfect. Just... That's right. what you dream of if you if you ever dream of you know going to a school like Purdue. You want to win the Big Ten title, and you want to do it at home. You want to do it against your rival. I mean, everything has lined up perfectly um, for Purdue, but we just need Illinois. Oh, that's never fun. We just yeah. need Illinois. Yeah. yeah, I mean, 
you're in Illinois right now, right? Is there anything you can do? I will attempt to put some uh, some mojo out there, some voodoo, hex the Northwestern Wildcats. Maybe I can't set any fires. I can't do that. Okay, so. yeah, you've already had you've already had enough trouble with that in your past. We don't need to get into it now, but uh, you know you got you just gotta watch out for those repeat offenses. Um, yeah, just, you know my arsony record can't come up again. Yeah, yeah, no, no more arson for you. Um, so. Uh-huh. Now, let's go through this again because let's let's assume that Northwestern wins on Thursday. That means okay. Purdue's magic number remains at two so that no matter what happens against IU, Purdue cannot clinch the Big Ten. Now, if Purdue wins on Saturday against IU, Northwestern is then in action on Sunday. So, if Purdue wins, their magic number becomes one. So, a Northwestern loss would then mean that Purdue could clinch while they're just sitting at home. Uh, so who does Northwestern play this Sunday? They get to go to the lovely state of Maryland and play in College Park. Which is apparently incredibly tough to play in. Have not seen a uh, loss for the tarp, for tarps, Terps at home in Big Ten play. So there's that. Yeah. Um. I think it would be a pretty difficult game for anyone going into there. Yeah. Considering no one else has won there. Right, right. And so. I mean, you know, we just we just watched Purdue struggle mightily um, in that arena against that Maryland team. And my goodness, it was not pretty. So, you know, if, if Illinois cannot take down Northwestern and Purdue wins, Purdue could clench a share of the Big Ten while just sitting on their couches. And while that would be nice, it's not near the same as going out and winning it on your own. Yep. And, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're Purdue, you have to look at this, like, without even looking at Northwestern. Your magic number is two, and you have three games to play. You win two of them, you're Big Ten champs. You win three of them, you're sole Big Ten champs. Right. So... I think Purdue is that's how they're going to look at this. But if they get to celebrate at home in front of the fans, which, by the way, would they storm the court at Mackey if <laughs> all of that happens? So somebody said that on Twitter when I when I posted about the magic number, and I mean it was clearly a joke, just like you were right were right there making a joke, and mm-hmm. I you know retweeted it and replied in all caps, "Rush the court and." So many people just take it seriously and are like, no, no, we don't rush. No, this is crazy. Absolutely not. And it's like, guys, sports are supposed to be fun. I'm making a joke. Let's move on. We don't we don't have to get all upset. Uh, I don't know why everyone takes things so seriously. Uh, it's It goes back to my, my whole complaint about when we talk about the schedule, everybody says to us, well, one game at a time. It's like, again, I say this all the time. I am not on the team. I write about the team. I have to look multiple games ahead and talk about the schedule. It is literally part of my job. Yeah, otherwise there's no content. Yeah, and it's just, you know, content is king. So that's that's how I get my monies. And, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I can't be sitting around buying all this Pepsi Plus Peeps if I'm not getting any money. So uh, right. I, this is just my side gig so that I can buy all the Pepsi. Right, exactly. And for me, I guess I'll have to go and start getting RC. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll see who gets a sponsorship first. You there or me. So, I mean, there's there's where we're looking at right now. Um, Purdue just one game this week, Northwestern with two. Um, if Purdue loses, if Purdue loses uh, to IU, but Northwestern loses both, same situation. Uh, Purdue walks away with the Big Ten title despite losing and watching uh, Northwestern lose twice. We still guarantee a share of the Big Ten title. And then Purdue is not in action um, until next week um, against Wisconsin on March 2nd. So that would be next Thursday. So, you know, a week from the day this comes out. So Purdue has a long ways to go uh, between games, which we hope that's a good thing. Uh, Get a little rest for everybody. Um, But you do want them to stay uh, as focused and as fresh as possible. Um, But, man, I, I just... Everything, not everything, I shouldn't say everything, because as you pointed out, a lot of games left for Purdue, a lot of chances to win, um, right. but there's so much riding on this Northwestern-Illinois game that is on Thursday. I really, really am looking forward to that game and, and seeing if Illinois can do what, strangely enough, so many people have struggled with this year and take down Northwestern. Um, the fact that the game is at Illinois is a good sign. Um, obviously, right. it's much harder to win on the road in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, at this point, just let Courtney Green be the ref in the game just to <laughs> unlock all chaos. Yeah, I mean, he loves he loves a good home team, that Courtney Green. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I think, so all things happen perfectly in this situation. That would be the second time I get to see Purdue clinch over Indiana at home. That's crazy. Uh, because they did in 2017. I can't when remember. I, was a I mean, I know freshman. it happened, yeah, but I can't remember the exact year. Um, yeah, I, I think I actually brought home some of the confetti. It's somewhere nice. in one of the boxes. Very nice. I went to um, a Purdue-Penn State game when I was in the paint crew where Purdue won and won the Big Ten title um, at that game. And we actually, because I think we took 50, 75-something paint crew members, and we stormed the court like – after the game, like after everybody had kind of left and they started to, we were waiting around because they were going to bring out the trophy and a bunch of us just ran out of the court and like kind of jumped around. Uh, the, the security guards were like, yeah, you guys can do it. It's fine. You're not going to do anything stupid. So, uh, they were really nice and we got to see the team bring out the trophy and they celebrated with us for a bit. So it was really fun. Um, but it was on the road. So it's, it's not nearly the same as it would be if it happens in Mackey. So just, you know, an incredible opportunity, but it all rides on Illinois taking down Northwestern. That said, Purdue still does have one other home game. That's that's correct. So, I mean, I don't think it would come down to the wire like that, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, because Purdue ends the ends the regular season on March fifth at home uh, against Illinois. So, should they get to that point and still not have the Big Ten, um, you know, locked up? They could do it at home again, but we hope we don't get um, all the way to that point. But there is, since we do have uh, the IU game coming up, I did at least want to mention I did uh, some brief look at how IU and Purdue do offensively uh, home and away, and I thought it was interesting how close they were. Ryan, did you see this tweet I put out? Because I want to ask you a question about it. I did not. Okay, good, good. Um, So I looked at the difference in offensive output for both teams, home versus away. Um, so Purdue 
at home, 76. This is only conference play. I, I think I said that, but I want to reiterate. These stats are only for uh, Big Ten conference games this season. Purdue at home, 76 points per game. Uh, Purdue on the road, what do you think their average is? Ooh, 76, so probably about 68. 66. So a full 10-point difference Mm -hmm. uh, from home versus road games. So IU at home, 76. Exact same. (laughs) IU on the road, what do you think? Probably 64. 65, pretty close. Okay. Um, so, all things hold, uh, the final score should be 76 to 65. Uh, Purdue should win by 11. So, if you're if you're going to Vegas and you have to pick the exact score, uh, that's what I would recommend. Uh, but I would not make a bet of that nature. That seems very stupid. But, you know, it, it gives you an idea of just what a difference home floor can make um, in the Big Ten, especially as we've talked about the inconsistency of officials, uh, the way that they are swayed by the crowd, um, and everything else. Um, just playing in your home arena can can make things so much easier on you. So 10-point differential both ways is is kind of incredible. So if those numbers hold, Purdue should be in a pretty good position. Um Especially when you consider that the first time these two teams played, Purdue got absolutely punched in the mouth uh, by IU, and you know, kudos to IU for outplaying Purdue in that game. Um, you can complain about officials or this or that all you want, but the officials didn't lose Purdue that game. Purdue lost that game. So um, we we hope that this game being in Mackey, Purdue finds a way to do just that to IU and kind of punch them in the mouth and get out to an early lead. Absolutely. So and. I think looking forward a little bit past the regular season as well, it's important to note Purdue has still got a lot on the line in these final three games. Yeah, absolutely. They're still trying to do a one seed and get to that uh, Columbus and Louisville um, bracket. So that's important for Purdue just because having all the Purdue fans that close and bringing them in to draw or to draw those kind of crowds for uh, tournament games is super important. Yeah. Plus, a one seed schedule so much easier than a two seed. Yeah. So you just have to keep winning, and um, who knows? These other teams might start faltering too. Alabama, Kansas, Houston. Yeah, yeah Alabama start has start uh, on Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama they has some falter. issues. Uh, mm-hmm. right now, which I don't think we want to go into, but there's a lot going on there, and I think there's probably more to come, and uh, that could could be a real problem for them as the month turns to March. So well, I'll tell you one thing about NCAA tournament draw. They did the the early re- early look at you know if the NCAA tournament started today, and Purdue was a one seed in that, and I believe – uh, they were in the East region, which means they would be playing in um, New York. And selfishly for me, I would really enjoy that because uh, that is closer to me than uh, Columbus or uh, Louisville. So that would be a nice little spot for me to hop over and uh, and watch the game in New York because love going to New York City. It's always a great time. So if we could uh, maybe get over there, I would not be too angry. Right. Plus, I mean – all roads lead to heat, so yep. we all want to be in the same place. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, a lot of work to do. It's very important, these last three regular season games. Big Ten tournament, of course, you know, means something, 
But, right. you know, every year you see the selection committee, especially because uh, the Big Ten tournament is the last conference tournament to end. It goes right into the selection show. They always say, you know, it doesn't really carry as much weight uh, with them. You know, a lot of those seeds are already locked in before we get to those final games in the Big Ten tournament. But um, mm-hmm. I know before we started recording, you told me um, you were looking at some tie-breaking scenarios. You want to go over those a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so a couple – I mean, the two teams being tied is really simple. It's, hey, your head-to-head record, if you split, then you start at the top and you go one by one down, whoever's got a better record against each team. That's that's fine. Everyone knows those. It's when you get to the three or more teams tied right. is when it starts to get fun that eventually there is possibility of a coin toss. Could you imagine? Oh, so fr- that would be so frustrating so if you're a fan bad. of one of those teams. <laughs> but that that's just what makes it fun. Just the sheer fact that there could be, you know, everything has to align perfectly. But if there's just one coin toss. To determine if you're like a double buy versus a single buy, right, right. because oh. I mean, with 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 six with six teams sitting at nine and seven, and IU they've played one more game, so they're at ten and seven. Um, mm-hmm. All those teams with seven losses, you have to assume that they're. At, I and I I don't have all their schedules in front of me, so it's you know it's possible they all play each other and combinations, but whatever. Right. You have to think a couple of them are going to end up with seven losses at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it will be glorious. So uh, all chaos is good chaos when you're at the top. Yeah, and that's, that's, where that's true. It's right now. Yeah, so. that's true. When you can look down on the chaos, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. So it also starts wondering how many Big Ten teams are going to end up making the tournament. I know a lot of that's going to start changing once you get into the Big Ten tournament. Because every win is a good win in the Big Ten tournament. But I think right now Bracketology has nine Big Ten teams in. Yeah. Yes. Most of all conferences. That doesn't include Penn State, though, or Michigan. So. Wait, it doesn't include Michigan. Nope. Michigan is not in. Who? So wait, if they have nine in, obviously Purdue, Northwestern, IU. Illinois, Maryland, Iowa, Michigan State, Rutgers, but not Michigan? Who's the ninth team? They have Wisconsin Wisconsin. in over Michigan? They have Wisconsin as the last team in just in front of North Carolina. Oh, wow. So I mean, I guess their records aren't too terribly different. Uh, Michigan is 15 and 12, and Wisconsin is 15 and 11. Uh, I guess I'm just just basing it off how I've seen them in Big Ten play, and Michigan Mm -hmm. has looked a lot better, but... Yeah, I suppose I, I need to take a step back and look at, at whole record rather than just what I've seen. Right. Plus, Michigan has no uh, – they have no wins over AP te- uh, ranked teams. I don't think they have any quad one wins, maybe one. So wow. Michigan just doesn't have any big wins. And so I guess Lenardi likes Wisconsin slightly better. Um, uh, Lenardi doesn't even have um, – Michigan in the first four out or the next four out. Wow. Where so I pulled up um I pulled up Michigan's kind of net rankings and what mm-hmm. I see right now is it looks like quad 1 they are 2 and 9, quad 2 they are 5 and 2 oh, okay. and then quad 3 3 and 0, oh, quad 4 5 and 1. But still, I mean quad 1 2 and 9 is is a terrible record. Um 
they do have and a quad four loss. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they do have three remaining opportunities for quad one win. Uh, it because all three of their remaining games, Wisconsin, Illinois, and IU, are all quad one uh, chances, but doesn't necessarily okay. look good for them. And their their quad four loss, in case you were curious, is to Central Michigan, who is three hundred and fourteenth. Oh, that's kind of like Iowa's loss to um, Eastern Illinois. Yeah, yeah, and that that game against Central Michigan was at home mm. for Michigan. Oh, yeah, you can't. You can't have you can have those, but like you have to just completely wipe that game away. And Michigan has not. At yeah, all. yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna have a quad four loss, you have to have a lot better quad one record than two and nine, right? Yeah, to make up for it. So, yeah, it's one of those situations with the Big Ten this year. I don't know how many teams they're gonna get in, but I do worry that the same thing, the same knock on the Big Ten is gonna happen. This year that happens every year. We get so many teams in the tournament, and then you see so many early exits, and then right. you hear the, the the harping from the Big 12 fans or the ACC fans of, see, the Big Ten's not very good anyway. Look at all these teams that are the first out, blah, blah, blah. Can't even win a game in the tournament. But the tournament is such a crapshoot. It all is dependent on matchups and, and who's coming in hot and all that. But it it's not the best way to see who the best team is, but it certainly is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, and I look forward to it, and hopefully yes. Purdue can be that one seed. Yes, it, absolutely, absolutely. So, <laughs> all right, so for for a recap here for those listening at home, here's what we need to do. We need to all watch Illinois Northwestern uh, Thursday, the day this comes out. We need to root like hell for Illinois to beat Northwestern. Then we watch the Purdue IU game. Of course, we're all rooting for Purdue. No need to discuss that. If you're going to the game, wear your black, show up, be loud, um, and make sure Purdue walks away with a victory there. And then from then on, we need one Northwestern loss or one more Purdue win of two more chances to give us a solo Big Ten title. No sharing. We don't want to share. We want the whole thing. Uh, We want it to be just ours. Uh, despite the theory at the beginning of the year that the Big Ten runs through Bloomington, this championship comes through West Lafayette. We want number 25, and we want it all to ourselves. Yes. So there we go. There's your homework for the next next three days uh, while you wait to hear from us coming up next on Monday. So, Ryan, thanks so much for joining me. Go out, find yourself a Pepsi Peeps, give it a drink, and let me know what you think, folks. We'll chat with you next time. Boiler up. Hammer down.